Have you ever struggled with feelings of not being good enough, not feeling worthy enough, maybe not being accepted by others? It's probably something that most of us have struggled with at one time or another during our lives. We invite you to join the Care Pastors on our podcast series, What's the Matter with Me?, as we take a look at the origins of shame. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the uh, Care Ministries podcast here at Brooklyn Church. And uh, we're going to continue here in our series, um, What's the Matter with Me? And uh, today we are actually on our own. Yes, there's no one in the control center. No, we there's have been no, left. There's no one at the helm. So, so this may not make it. This could crash. This yes. could crash hard. <laughs> yes, it's kind of like the parents leaving you home for the first time. Yeah. You know, they've locked us in, so we can't, we can't get out. Hitting the space bar seems like simple instructions, yeah. but... I guess, I guess we'll it remains see. to be seen. We yeah. Will, yeah, we'll see. if three. How many care pastors does it take to <laughs> hit a space bar? <laughs> hit a space bar, yeah. yeah. So, hey, I'm Gene Beckner. I'm the uh, care pastor here at Brookwood with, here with uh, two of my colleagues, Sir Doug Wildman. Howdy. Howdy. He is no longer Wait, from Canada. Yeah. It's Doug's birthday, so happy oh, birthday, yeah. Doug. Doug. We also recorded on your birthday. I too. know. What yes. happened to yours? We didn't. I, I guess I'm not that yeah. special. Who, who are you? I'm Josh Masters. Yeah. I'm the associate care pastor right, good here deal. at Brookwood, and I'm happy to be here. Me too. And so, uh, like I said, we're going to continue on this uh, this journey that we are taking with um, with this series of what is the matter with me as we look at shame-based identity. And uh, if you haven't listened to the previous weeks, uh, as Josh is fond of saying, recommend you go back and listen to those before this one uh, because they all kind of build on each other. Um, but today we're going to be dealing with um, one of the many solutions uh, that people take to kind of combating this feeling of not being good enough or something is wrong with me. And uh, so we, we call this one um, improvement uh, or improvements. And it's interesting when you, you hear about self-improvement, that sounds like a good thing. However, as we're going to see as we go through uh, today's podcast and some of the scriptures that are accompanying that, that that's really not what God is uh, directing us to do. Um, you know, the idea of self-improvement uh, or self-help, as we have talked a lot about uh, leading up to today in our um, research, um, multi-billion dollar industry of everything from, um, you know, health and wellness, mm -hmm. uh, exercising, you know, joining gyms, um, you know, changing your diet, you know, uh, using different kinds of um, healthy vitamins, you know, things like um, juices and patches and wheatgrass. Doug is fond of wheatgrass. And, uh, <laughs> and what they're finding is, is that people are just as depressed, just as out of shape, just as unmotivated because it takes you to a peak quickly and then we usually regress back to the means. We, right. we go back to where we were. Um, and, and as a Christian, believing that that's because God isn't calling us to improvement. He's calling us to transformation. Um, you you know, those are two very different things. Yeah, and I think it's worth spending a little bit of time on what that difference is because um, the author of it is Christ, and we'll talk more about next week about the solution 
to shame is actually Christ. But transformation is going to be done by God with us partnering with God. Um, improving or making changes is usually man-made, you know. And really, the key question is, is, is what's my motivation behind what I'm doing? Because if my motivation uh, is really not Christ, if it's not to glorify God, if it's not to do something that is going to help me in my walk, then the potential is is that it can be become idolatry. It can become an addiction. You know, right. Josh sees a lot of that in Celebrate Recovery. Um, but it seems good on the outside, you know, because think about when you start something new and maybe you have some results. People will usually pat you on the back. Good job. You've lost weight. Good yep. job. You're back in school. Good job. You're reading your Bible every day. And there's nothing wrong with those things. Those things, because again, if if our bodies, you know, are the temple for the Holy Spirit, then we want to take care of our bodies and our minds. But what I have found with a lot of people is, is when those things start to go down, when you're not getting as many attaboys and you're not getting as many, hey, way to go, mm-hmm. then people have a tendency to lose their motivation for it. Right. And that's what happens with New Year resolutions, right? Yep. Which is why when we did that, we called it a revolution when we did that podcast. Correct. If you remember that. I was, gosh, that was 18 months ago. Yeah. Seems like yesterday. So as we talk about these things, if you're out there and you're going, but I really want to lose weight and I really want to have a closer walk with God and I really want to, and those things are popping up, just consider, is God involved in that or are you just going off on your own? You know, are you trying to do it by yourself? Are you, and what are the reasons behind it? That's the key right there. You know, one of, you know, I've lost, I guess it's close to 30 pounds in the last two years and kept it off. Um, But one of my motivations was, is uh, I have grandkids and I have kids and I want to be able to play with them. I want to be able to, and I wasn't able to do that. I was running out of breath and my knees were hurting and my joints were achy and all that kind of stuff. And so through some uh, some other brothers in Christ, found out about some things that I could do differently. And it's been a wonderful journey for me. Um, same thing with people who I think go through um, wanting to become more spiritual. And so they'll, you know, you guys have heard us on another podcast where we talked about the disciplines and the disciplines of reading your Bible and praying and meditating and fasting. Well, what's your reason behind doing that? Because if your reason behind it is so that you can check the box, so that you can tell everybody at the next you know, church gathering that you're reading your Bible through in a year, just to tell everybody that you're reading your Bible through in the year, mm-hmm. but yet there's no transformation as a result of it, and, and your purpose is not really to connect closer to God, Yeah, yep. then I think we're doing those things in vain. Right, and I think what is happening under the surface is you are trying to find a new identity in yet something else that is not Christ, right? So we started Mm -hmm. this series talking about the origin of shame and having a shame-based identity. Mm -hmm. Well, nobody wants to have a shame-based identity. So you will say, well, I'm going to find my identity somewhere else. So let's take the example that you gave going to the gym. I've never been there, but I hear hear people go to the gym. And... um, but let's say that you're going because you believe that the body is the temple of the Holy Spirit right. and you are doing it to honor God. 
that's incredible. But if you're going because, oh, my identity is going to be in muscles. Yes. Or my identity is going to be in weight loss. Right. Let's look at that. It's the same action, but with a very different motivation. Absolutely. Right. And you can't transfer your identity from thing to thing to thing and expect to feel different, really. Right. Not long term. Not long term. I yeah. know we were talking as a as a group um, mm-hmm. yesterday that you know the fruit of the spirit you know love joy peace mm-hmm. patience kindness goodness gentleness and self control um, all of those things are are good things. Right. Um, the problem comes in though that we're we're reaching for those things, mm-hmm. not really realizing where that comes from. You know, it's like if I could only you know, earn more money, um, or if I could only look at a certain way, then then maybe I'll experience joy, or I'll experience happiness, or you know, some be be complete in some way. And it never ever fulfills. No. Right. Yeah, it's 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 a short <clears throat> period of time. Uh, but Doug, before I hand it off to you, one last thing I want to say is that is this, this idea of feeling shameful can be one of two extremes. It can be very painful, and you're very cognizant of it, and it hurts so much that you want the hurting to stop, so you, you find these solutions to kind of combat the feeling, and you never really get to the root. And so it does feel better for a season. You know, you are going to the gym, or you are, you know, eating better, or you are spending more time in God's Word. But the other side is is probably harder to deal with, and that's the side where you're not really aware that you don't feel well because it's been there for so long that the identity is wrapped up in something else, Mm -hmm. in how good you are Mm -hmm. or, you know, how rich you are or um, how smart you are, you know. Something that society says is good and you see benefits of it and I see this many, many times when I'm talking with people, but they just have this nagging sense mm. that something's not right. Mm. And they can't put their finger on it because when they look at all the outside trappings, they're like, I got everything I'm supposed to have, but something's missing. And that's when they make the decision to do self-improvement. I think so. Right? So it's you're coming out of denial a little bit. Yeah. Right? And you're saying, hey, something's not right. Right. So I'm going to improve. I'm going to make this happen, and I'm going to improve. And that's the first step in what we're talking about today yep. is realizing that you need self-help or that's what you believe you yeah. need. Yeah. Next one is, is empowerment, um, which is, like we said, the next step beyond just improving. Um, my, one of my favorite verses that talks about this topic is uh, 1 Corinthians. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And uh, there's actually five verses. I'll see if I can skim over these. But um, the Apostle Paul was obviously a really um, very well-known speaker. You know, he he was uh, a very gifted man. Um, but he lived in a time where um, you know there was a lot of philosophers, Greek philosophers, mm-hmm. who really were. I mean, these were smart guys. These were guys who could think on their feet, but they. Um, they really put a lot of emphasis on, you know, having a persuasive argument. But uh, listen to these, listen to these, uh, these words that Paul used. He said, 
when I first came to you, dear brothers and sisters, I didn't use lofty words and impressive wisdom to tell you God's secret plan. For I decided that while I was with you, I would forget everything except Jesus Christ, the one who was crucified. I came to you in weakness, timid and trembling. Um, And my message and my preaching were very plain. Rather than using clever and persuasive speeches, I relied only on the power of the Holy Spirit. I did this, and catch this, I did this so that you would not put your trust in human wisdom, but in the power of God. Mm. Now, some of you might be listening to this thinking, well, I'm off the hook because, well, I'm not a preacher. Mm. Um, But don't miss out on the principle. Do not rely upon your skills or your talent to do what God has called you to do Mm. um, or to live as God called you to live. Rely on the Spirit. Um, That's a totally different thing, as Josh just said, you know, learning to rely upon the Holy Spirit um, and and the work that He is doing within you, Um, not relying upon yourself. And what's unfortunate is that we see this even within the church, you know, just, you know, buy this book and then you'll be a more persuasive person. You know, you'll, you'll be a better preacher or you'll be a, um, you know, you'll make lots of money and then all of your problems will be solved. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm here, or church growth. Here's another one that mm-hmm. I've heard about, you know, come to this seminar and make your church grow right. for crying out loud. Like really, what is, who is the one that makes the church grow? Right. Um, who is it that makes us grow? Um, sometimes I get the impression that we're we're like looking at an old barn that's kind of falling apart, and then we're putting a, a new coat of paint on it. Mm-hmm. What what Jesus wants to do within us is He wants to build a whole new barn. Right. He wants He wants us to have a brand new life. Um, Chris uh, Tigreen and one of his uh, one of his uh, devotionals that he sent out this week, I thought it was really interesting. He was talking about a caterpillar. Mm -hmm. The caterpillar doesn't need to become a better caterpillar. It needs to become a butterfly. Um, It's not about self-improvement. It's about inner transformation. Right. And Doug, you make a good point about like the church growth thing or, um, you know, even as Paul in the scripture writing about, you know, that, hey, I'm writing to you through the strength of the Holy Spirit, that empowerment thing is almost intoxicating to people because they feel like they have something everyone else doesn't have. Like, I have this secret, or I have this, you know, people do that with Scripture all the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have this secret um, revelation mm-hmm. that that this Scripture really means something else. And so I'm empowered because I've studied this thing, and now I'm the expert in it. You yes. Know, a lot of times, you know, you see these quotes where people say, you know, if you want to test the character of someone is let them be successful hmm. and see how they respond. Because a lot of times that's when we become haughty. And again, it goes back to this feeling that if I don't feel good about myself now, as you said about putting like a new coat of paint on the barn, I put a new coat of paint on me. But like Jesus said, hey. You're a whitewashed tomb. There's something missing on the inside. So you can do the outside all you want. You can you can get the degrees and you can get the certificate that says you're an expert, this or that. But are we doing that for God's glory or are we doing it for ourselves? 
And so empowerment can be a dangerous thing, although it sounds good. Mm-hmm. Because who doesn't want to be, you know, again, you're talking about being a preacher. Who doesn't want to be a better uh, preacher that has good, sound doctrine? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I want to be empowered to do that. But I want to be empowered to do that through the Holy Spirit, not through a man-made program or because uh, I'm prideful because I've put all this time and this energy into something. Right. And so, it's Yeah, and it's, it's an ongoing uh, thing as well. Um, I think it's one of the things that we were talking about before. It's an ongoing um, putting our trust in yep. day by day, moment by moment um, kind of thing. Yeah, so I think then what happens once you get this sense that something's not right and you're like, I'm going to do something to make it better, the self-help mode, and then you get a little bit of progress so you start feeling empowered, Mm -hmm. like, oh, I can do this. I can do this on my own. Then that transitions into a need for success or Mm -hmm. becoming an expert in an area or efficacy is what we said. Or in Klingon, it's (laughs) kuplach. Which means success. Uh, that's how dorky I am. Uh, well, that, that's pretty dorky, all right. Yeah, yeah. Star is. Trek reference. Um, yeah. But the problem with success is that there's never an end to success. You can never truly succeed. So they shouldn't probably even call it success yeah. because it's impossible to succeed. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the most famous quotes um, in the secular world is when John Rockefeller was asked, you know, he was one of the richest mm-hmm. men in the whole world. And somebody asked him, uh, Mr. Rockefeller, how much is enough? You keep gathering and gathering and gathering. And his answer was a little bit more. Mm. Hmm. And that's how success works. And uh, we're not John Rockefeller, but there's plenty of people in sales. There's plenty of people in any job setting where it's like, I'm going to set this goal because if I set this goal, then I'm really going to be someone. And you get to that goal and you realize, I don't feel any better about myself. Mm. I need to hit the next goal. I need to hit the next goal. Well, let me tell you, you're eventually going to get to a goal that's impossible for you to reach. And when you reach that point, you're going to realize that your life feels meaningless. And this thing that you've been chasing over and over and over for your whole life is not really attainable, right? Because what success does is it it covers the shame with pride. But pride doesn't remove shame. It only covers it. Mm. So we talked earlier about how when you first start this this journey, this solution out of shame with this self-help mentality, it's like you're coming out of denial. And then as you move toward this attitude of being successful, you move yourself back into denial. Mm -hmm. You're like, I'm going to cover this shame with success. I'm going to cover this shame with pride. Look at me. Look what what I've accomplished. But eventually that shame is going to come back out. Hmm. You know? And I know that this is a dark thing to talk about, but we see many, many people that are very successful that commit suicide. Right. We see people in the in- entertainment industry that seem to have everything going for them. We see businessmen who seem to have everything going for them. Yeah. But they reach that pinnacle and realize this thing I've been chasing is not really what's missing from my life. Yeah. And even before they get to the pinnacle, you know, they misstep and start having affairs, you know, or they get involved in drug or alcohol addiction, you know, or 
evading taxes. And I mean, there's all kinds of things that can happen. And so what's what's interesting is, is on the outside, there's this goal that looks good mm-hmm. and that is achievable and there's success. And yet on the other side, there's a there's still an emptiness. It's like the, the woman at the well, you know, Jesus actually said to her, this water that I offer you, you know, you're it's a living water that you right. won't have to keep on coming back again and again and again and again to try to get filled up. Yes, that's exactly right. But if we're chasing success, now there's nothing wrong with success. I'm not saying right. that you should not be successful or you should not have goals, mm-hmm. but it goes back to what Gene said at the beginning of this episode is what is your motivation? Because if your motivation is finding identity, you're not going to find it. And if we are pursuing success, we will never have contentment hmm. because there's always a next level of success. Yes. And what Christ is offering us is a true identity that doesn't have to be chased. Hmm. You can say that again. What Christ is offering us is a true identity that doesn't have to be chased yeah. because it's a gift. Yes. It's an offering. Yeah. And we can have contentment and we can have peace. But we're going to talk about that in the next podcast, right? So we've spent the last couple weeks talking about the origin of shame. We've talked about different solutions that people come up with, some unhealthy ways to deal with their shame and how to cover it up. Next week, you want to make sure you don't miss it because we're going to talk about how to really overcome your shame, not just cover it up, but how to destroy it and how to move forward in a way that your life has purpose because that's the difference between chasing success and pursuing a relationship with Christ is that a life of purpose versus a life of unattainable achievement. And that's what we're going to talk about next week. But before we do that, I want to say if you are struggling with anything that we talked about, we would love to connect with you at the end of this episode. There's going to be a phone number and a way for you to connect with us here at Care Ministries. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us. We would love to take steps with you and journey with you in pursuing a relationship with Jesus Christ. But let's close out this week with prayer. Father God, I think all of us are guilty of wanting to self-improve from time to time. All of us are guilty of taking our empowerment in an unhealthy direction. All of us have chased success in some form rather than pursuing a true relationship with you. So I pray that for whoever is listening and for those of us here in the studio, that you would reveal to us where we're leaning on something other than you, that you would show us where we're trying to cover up our past pain, our hurts, our our hang-ups, our shame, where we're trying to cover it up with something, with achievements, rather than surrendering it to you. And we give you praise for what you are going to do and what you're already doing that we can't see. In the name of Christ, amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. If we can be an encouragement for you in your prayer life, or if you'd just like to connect with us at Brookwood Care Ministries, you can do so by calling us at 864 688 8355, or you can visit our website, brookwoodchurch.org forward slash care.